The Poets Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Urban Grind Coffee House. What better way than to start your day by grabbing life by the beans? Coffee beans, that is. Visit UrbanGrindAtlanta.com to get coffee delivered right to your doorstep. And be sure to use the discount code POETRY to save 15% on your next pound of coffee. And if you'd like to be a part of the culture and represent the eclectic vibe and positive energy that Urban Grind has to offer, you can choose from our selection of brand new Urban Grind apparel. And if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you visit Urban Grind for their selection of specialty coffees, sandwiches, and pastries while you get your studying done, working on that million-dollar idea, or just meeting up with friends. Urban Grind Coffee House. Keep grinding. Sin's ear, sincere. What's good, nope. brother? Yo, 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 what's happening, fam? How y'all feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, blessed and highly favored. How about you? Oh, man. Shoot, man. Too blessed to be stressed, man. I'm in here like swimwear. You feel me? Hey, man, that's what's up, man. That's what it is. I'm digging the picture behind you. I'm digging the Bob. I got, uh, yeah. I got Bob right here looking down on me on my side, which you can't see, but, but he's in the building, too. Man, gotta have the legends with you, man. Uh, you gotta have the ancestors at your back, man, and that's 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 why I'm able to do what I'm doing, standing that's on shoulders like brothers like this, man. Hey, man, that's a fact, man. That's a fact. So for everybody that don't know, I'm your host Justin Patton. I'm here with uh, legendary poet Mr. Sincere. Actually, I don't do no justice by calling this brother just a poet. This man is a poet, a speaker, a author. Uh, husband, uh, relationship coach, um, just the overall servant of the community. Uh, and I met this brother just out on the uh, out on the open mic circuit, uh, and we were able to connect. and And ever since then, we um, we just been you know keeping it tight like we do uh, like we do with most poets that we see around the poetry community. But uh, Mr. Sincere, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Peace, family. What's good, man? I go by the name Sincere. I'm a full-time creative man, and what that means is that that I do my thing on the creative spectrum, everything from poet, uh, poetry, activism. Um, uh, I have a transport company. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a host. All that means is that I service the community in any way needed to provide service. I believe in service leadership, man, so that's what we're doing in 2021, brother. Hey, that's what's up, man. So, Sincere, if you could go ahead and uh, kick us off with a piece so that people can get a feel for what you're about. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Let's get this vibe, man. So, um, so this jump right here, man, um, uh, I wrote to kind of shine a light on the times and um, make sure to pay attention uh, to the question at the end. This jump right here is called The Excuse. How is it that we can be blessed with a day never before seen with boundless possibility and call it just another day? See, this beyond my scope, how we can experience everyday miracles, yet some still question whether or not there's a creator. We'd rather call it science or better yet even luck. See, my only dilemma with this is that scientists still can't understand many consistent occurrences and with that whole luck thing, well... I've never been Irish and I don't think I will be anytime soon. So I would rather consult my spirit on certain subject matter. And see, for you, it may not matter, but for me, it's more than just a thought. How we were once upon a time sold and bought on open market by a kind and kind to the fact that we're all the same kind. 
blind to codes and songs that we shall overcome and we have to a degree. And this is what I mean. Information can be dangerous if not used correctly. Never experiencing slavery, we should use our history to structure our present for future glory. Providence of our more recent history, Mega Evers' story, Malcolm X's history, Huey Newton, so we're not doomed to repeat. See, that's the only way to truly defeat ignorance, and that's just a thought. See, we could either fall hostage to theory or we could be students on the quest for true knowledge rooted in spirituality to discern our perceptions of reality. Reality. See, the reality is, is that there's things in life that make us different. It's from the darkness of some to even the lightest pigment. You know, melanin is often the root of evil, some think. Disguised as dollar signs, we use pride to create separation and with no reparation, the foundation of a nation was built. With more progress came more excuses waiting for a lighter pigments expression of guilt. You see some trip and blame a mass on exactly what Willie Lynch said would happen. From physical control to captivity of the mind through meaningless expression and post sliding, it's hard to believe that some folk think that's living. It's more like what I call pivot for capitalism, but I ain't let me quit tripping. See, I remember when everybody and their mama was rapping and post sliding. Yeah, I used to support. Well, well, okay, okay, sometimes I still do, but it's only for stress relief and field research use only to bring this information to you. I mean, trust me, it's true. See, it's just the problem that I see, they affect so many that look like me from poverty, hard times, being murdered in the streets to health issues and the economy. So when we can realize the difference between the now and then and the opportunity to rest on our plate like a selection of foods that we choose to clog our arteries with, We'll win. And that's when we'll begin to see past the stereotypes of some time to find us all, to get past the 40 acres and a mule, and to become the exceptions to the rule. So in conclusion, one question. Are you the exception, or do you just accept? Thank you. Oh, hey, that's a question for y'all, man. Are you the exception, or do you just accept? Hey, that's real, man. That's heavy right there. I appreciate that piece, man. I appreciate that. So, but uh, but yo, that's on YouTube, right? You got that? Um, you got a you, you just shot a video for that one, right? Uh, what well, as there's there's a couple of snippets out there of uh, some of my work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go out there and uh, check it out, man. Sincere Creative on YouTube. S I N S E A R. Sincere Creative. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So sincere, man. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Tell me about. Actually, first, let's start with the name uh, because I believe the full thing is Sin's Ear Sincere. Right. So elaborate, yeah, yeah. elaborate on that a little bit. Tell me what that means. Man, actually what it is, man, that name is a quadruple entendre that was given to me by my ancestors. Like some of us, we make up names and I wanted to go by another name, but um, I kept hearing that name and seeing the spelling of the name sincere. So, um, so the name means seeing intellectual neglect, summoning eager and ancestral revolt. So seeing intellectual neglect, summoning eager ancestral revolt. So that's one meaning. Um, then it actually means ancestor or senior elder, mm. right? So, uh, so it also uh, is a combination of two words, sins and it. All right. So what that's all about is there's only really one sin, and that's not to know thyself, mm. right? So. Um, so as I navigate this earth realm, man, I see that there's a, a number of us that don't know ourselves, so we can't reach our full potential until we know ourselves. And then uh, the last meaning is wholeheartedness, genuine, that type of thing. 
Hey man, that's an actual fact. It's not um, it's not a lot of people, at least that I see, that take time to to really get to know themselves through and through. And you know that I know it's not a, a destination; it's a constant journey. But man, that's so important. That's so important. So so I love how you shed light on that. But yo, man, talk about uh, how you got started in the poetry and and when it became more than just a hobby for you. Yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, first, I want to say shout out to the fam, VIP, Village Inspired Poets. I'm one of the leaders of VIP, man, and uh, that's family right there, man. So so I uh, thank y'all for dropping in here, man. But my poetry journey started about 25 years ago, man. And uh, what it was, man, is it was a pathway for me to heal. Um, I came from a very violent situation, man, the city that I grew up in. And uh, like city? a lot of the uh, Jackson, Mississippi, man. Okay, okay. Jackson, Mississippi, man. So, Country uh, boy. Yeah, man. Well, uh, uh, you know, I'm from I'm from the city, man. So, okay. so, so Jackson, Jackson, by definition, is really the only city in Mississippi by definition. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, man. So I, I, I had the country living, man, with my grandmother, but. But you know, I'm from the city. I'm from I'm from the hood, man. So uh, you know, just like a lot of our stories, man, ain't nothing special about mine. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, man. And that's poetry allowed me an escape from all of the craziness, man. And, and it allowed me to calm myself through writing. So back then, were you writing? Were you just writing for yourself, or were you writing with the intention of like, okay, I'm gonna go perform this one day, or, or something like that? Or was or was the vision bigger than? You just writing poems to heal yourself. No, man. Actually, I, brother, I just wrote, man. Uh, first, first, I was a visual artist, man. So you see art, art behind me. I got an art space in my home, man, and um, that was just therapeutic. So um, my my visual art actually turned into literary art, man. So so it wasn't to perform or none of that stuff. Actually, I didn't speak that well, man. So. So I just wrote to express myself, man, uh, uh, help me with my frustrations and um, keep me out of trouble, man, because I, okay. I used to throw hands, man. I used, I used to fight a lot, man. I'm a fire sign. Okay, okay. So when did, um, when did that translate into performing and, and taking it to the next level as far as that goes? So actually, man, um, uh, I'm ex-military, man. So I was in the military, man. I was in the Air Force. And I remember this time, um, uh, I was in Germany, man, for a temporary duty. And that was like a beatnik kind of vibe, man, at one of the uh, lounges uh, that I went to as a uh, young airman, man. And uh, like it was in a basement and it was a real small spot, man. And cats were performing their poetry. And I'm like, damn, this is dope. Like I write a little, but shit, man, let me let me try this thing right, out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was my first experience, actually, overseas, man, in Germany, man. And I suck. I absolutely <laughs> suck. Hey, man, we all start somewhere. We all got to start somewhere. But it's interesting that you say you didn't speak well early on, man, because you got one of them voices, man, that's very commanding. It's, uh, right. you know, my, like my voice is like fake deep, but yours is like, you know, you have, a, you have that voice, man. And once you open your mouth, like it, it commands the room. So when did you discover that? When did you discover your power, the power of your voice? Man, I'm actually a trained orator, man. I used to I used to instruct. Uh, okay. I was that makes um, sense. I was trained as an instructor in the Air Force. So so they teach you um about projection and pronunciation and enunciation and all of that stuff, man. So you can 
teach properly so you can reach anybody in the room because we all uh, in the Air Force, there's people from different backgrounds, different areas of the country and that type of thing. So um, like I learned how to elocute, man. And um, then I was able to harness my voice. I started being more confident. Okay. Okay. I can see that. So even when you were being trained as an orator, when you were in the military, were you, was the thought of your mind like, okay, this is going to translate into poetry or was it still just like, just finding your voice at that time? No, man, it was just kind of finding my voice because I still wasn't really up on spoken word, man. It took me a number of years later, man. Actually, when I was getting ready to get out of the military, uh, you know, I would try it on every now and again, but I only saw people do poetry readings. And then, uh, you know, being able to see um, deaf poetry jam and stuff like that, man. Yeah, I'm like, okay. oh, man, like there's another level to this thing, man. Okay. So, yeah, from there, then I started toying with the idea of getting on stage, man. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. So uh, so let's talk about your writing process a little bit as far as now goes. Do you, when you sit down and write a poem, do you already have the poem, poem in mind? Or do you just sit down, start putting pen to paper, then it just comes? Or, or what's your process look like? Shoot, man, I'm often inspired, man. Like I eat, sleep, live poetry, man. So I could be driving and a thought hit me or a concept hit me or a color or, or a conversation, man. Sometimes I get up and, and I have to write down a sentence uh, to keep that thought, man. So, so man, everything inspires me at this point, man. And uh, like I will write down a word or a sentence or an idea and then that'll tie me back to that experience, man. Uh, okay. So that's, that's that's my process, man. And so I noticed a lot of your pieces, a lot of the ones that I've heard at least, a lot of them are um you have a, you got a deep rooted love for the people. And I can tell in most of your people, in most of your pieces you want to inspire, you want to educate, but it's mostly towards like uh it's a very uh community community-based aspect to it. So where did that love for wanting to uplift community come from for you? Yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's the elevation of uh, my writing, man. Like, as life got better, as I learned uh, this dance that we call life, uh, going through different experiences, my writing has evolved, man, because I actually uh, come from the rap space. So, um, like, it's evolved into that. Like, one of my uh, elders said that, okay, if, like, if you're an artist for a certain period of time and your work, your writing is not evolving, that means that you're not evolving as a human mm -hmm. and that's a problem. So, so, so to be an artist for an extended period of time is a responsibility. So you got to take that responsibility seriously. And, and that's, that's where the evolution comes from. Hey man, that's important, man, because a lot of the times, like, you know, we talk about, and, and a lot of times we write, you know, we are writing for ourselves, but at the same time, as spoken word artists, I feel like we do have that, that, we can't neglect that we have that service to the people. You know what I'm saying? As you know, as much healing it is for us, you know, we still have to give something to these people that, you know, we got the microphone. We, we can't just give them, we got to give these people something. You know what I'm saying? Something to, something to feed right here. You know, so, uh, so I feel you, man. That's, uh, that's super important. That's super important. And, but matter of fact, while I'm, while I'm touching on that, is there a difference between poetry and spoken word to you? Absolutely, man. Uh, there is a difference. Now, um, spoken word is birthed from uh, poetry. Like the first, uh, the first uh, command, you take a look in the Bible, the first command comes from the spoken word. Uh, but uh, when you take a look um, at being an artist, 
poetry can be in a written format. It can be something deeply personal. It can be something that's uh, motivated by a bunch of different ideas or people or, or, or circumstance, right? Uh, but the art of spoken word, that's different. See, that's the performance element, uh, element of the poetry. So, so that's, that's where the theatrics uh, come in. That's where the projection, the understanding of what it is to be an orator. So, so that's, that's taking the art to the next level. And that's an art within itself, uh, the art of spoken word. So, so, so we got to understand these things, man, to be able to um, service the art properly. Exactly. And speaking of servicing the art properly, I believe that, you know, if we are to, if we are to be spoken word artists, and if we are to hop in this for longevity, then we have to have uh, a certain business about ourselves too, business about the art. And I know that's one thing that you speak a lot about. That's one thing that you have experience with. So speak to that, man, balancing, balancing the creative part and balancing the business part. Yeah, man, that's, that's a very delicate balance, man. And not, not a lot of artists like the business end, but, uh, I'll say this to folks who don't. Uh, business itself is an art, right? Mm. So, so if you take that outlook and if you take that intention, uh, it can service your art. Uh, so there's really no separation in the business and the art. See, that's something that I had to learn because I was undervaluing my work uh, mm. for the first, I, I would say for the first five years or so, uh, I would undervalue my work. Um, but in the... Um, past 15 years or so, like I've learned the art of business and that's what allows me to be successful as an artist. And just to, uh, just for the people that, that don't know, the people that's trying to learn, what does undervalue, undervaluing your work look like? Oh man, what it looks like is this. Um, you'll, you, you'll do your work uh, for free because you love it or um, you will undervalue it uh, to where you would take a feature for less than market value, mm. right? So that means that um, you should really do work on understanding, okay, in this market, what does poetry pay, basically, right? Then you have to understand the value that you add to the art form. So then you can stack stack on top of, uh, top of that. So, so, so say... Say for a live example, say, for example, that people are getting paid $100 for features, mm -hmm. right? So it matters how long you've been doing it, your ability to put on a show, your ability to perform, uh, your business acumen. So, so where some people would get paid uh, $100, uh, you know, you would be able, based on those things that I just stated, uh, you would be able to charge 200 300 uh, 400 Like I've done shows for, uh, uh, for a grand. So, so you just have to understand market value, and that's where the business element comes in as far as the art form is concerned. And where did you pick up that business sense? Was it, did you have like a mentor? Was it trial and error? Where'd that, um, where and when did that kick in for you? Yeah, man, uh, man, I always show love to this sister, man. There was a sister named Wyo, man, um, out of Macon. And this sister, like she was everything poetry, like every show she was tapped into, and I'm like, I got to see what this sister is doing because her name is on everything poetry. And, and that sister just kind of took me up under her wing. She shared game with me because um, I had already had business since I used to, uh, after I came out of the military, um, I, I worked for a fortune 500 company. Okay. So I understood business principles. I just didn't know how to connect business with the arts. 
and, and that sister was one of the ones that uh, that that showed me that man. And then uh, having conversations with beautiful sisters like Georgia Me and mm -hmm. Queen Sheba, and, uh, uh, you know, having having conversations with. Uh, 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 different brothers, like man, I learn. I learn from anybody and everybody, man. Like okay. even new cats in the game, they show me different uh, perspectives, man. So, so um, uh, originally, I show love to my sister Wyo, man, and everybody that's uh, done it, done it before me that I've had a chance to uh, share a conversation with, man. So I learn from any and everything. And that's important, man, because I feel like um, I don't know, man. It just seems like in the poetry world. It's, there seems to be more poets that undervalue themselves. I, I guess because poetry is not always like in the forefront. You know, we might be at the show, but we might be the openers or whatever, you know. So um, so that's important, man, the stuff that you're hitting on. I know you got a lot going on, but you need to turn that into a workshop or, or something because people need that, man, especially us, us poets and spoken word artists, man, because having that knowledge is only going to make the community stronger. Yeah, brother. I actually do a workshop called um, The Business of Art. Okay. Um, and when the pandemic started, man, I uh, kind of got away from doing my workshops, but people are asking for them now. They're like, hey, hey, man, you got to start those back up. Like, we need that. So so normally now what I do is one-on-one -on -one coachings and consultations and stuff like that, man, because I got I got stuff to give, man. I want, I want people to really live out the life of being an artist and not have money be an obstacle, man. Yeah, yeah, that's important. That's important. So let's get into uh, some other stuff that you do. So I see uh, you got something that you post on Instagram called Manhood Mondays, which I think is interesting because we live in a time where, you know, everybody's like toxic masculinity and all this, which I hate the term in itself because masculinity in itself is not toxic. Some people are, some guys are just assholes. You know what I'm saying? And that's, some women are. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, it's not a manhood thing. So so talk about that a little bit and the idea behind Manhood Monday. Well, man, I, I, I've done a lot of work in the uh, community for years now. Started started when I was in the military and even before that, like with my grandmother, she encouraged us to go out into the community and, uh, you know, do work, do well. So I was managing the hustling and being out there doing great things. But, right. but um uh, for me, ha having a bunch of uh, brothers and sisters, man, that look at me as a big homie or that see me as an influence, um, like I just wanted to take some of those conversations and put them in the post so other people would have access to them, man. And Manhood Mondays is all about uh, showing showing masculinity in a way that's non-toxic, uh, in a very intentional, uh, in a very focused um, in a very integrity-driven way, man, and, and it's starting a new, a new type of conversation, man, and that's that's what I'm doing with these events too, brother. And I love that, man, because you know sometimes people think poets are like, oh, and this, and and I'm a poet, and I'm black, and they think it's that, but you know you gotta, it takes, it takes a certain level of, especially as a man, I feel like it takes a certain level of confidence and a certain level of a certain level of new you know it yourself to get on stage and bear your soul to people you know what i'm saying because i mean when we talk about poetry we talk about very intimate stuff that we've written and, and things that we've gone through and these emotions and things like that so to talk about that man is actually a very manly thing for a man to do at least in my opinion so i love how you bring that to the forefront man for sure yeah brother we have to man uh, um this society needs 
us to step up and own manhood in a way um, that's going to put us in a different and better condition, brother. So, so that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking to do, man. And I have a saying, um, uh, you know, that, that, that we must leave from the front. And that's what we have to do, bro. Uh, expand on that a little bit, because I know, um, again, I'm jumping around a little bit. Please forgive me. But, uh, but you talk a lot about family as well. And, and you talk about how, you know, doing what you love even, even translate to more healthy relationships. So break that down a little bit, leading from the front. What's that look like? And what's that mean to you? Yeah, man, what that means is this. Um, uh, if I say something, I'm going to do it. Like I learned a long time ago that that a man is his word, uh, right? And I forecast the fact that I'm a proud husband, right? And, and my wife expects me to be a leader of the household. Now, that doesn't say that she's not, but that just says for the masculine energy inside of this household, I have to be the man, mm. right? Okay. So, So leading from the front says this. Like, if you want to be the man, if you want to be king, you got to act as if, right? So you got to put that energy out there. So, so what I see a lot of times is we want to be kings or we want to label ourselves God, but the action doesn't, doesn't coincide. Ooh. See what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so if I say something, I'm going to do it. Like, if I hold somebody to a standard, that means that I've already met and I exceed the standard. Okay. Right. And, and I take that as a responsibility. I put that on my shoulders. OK. OK. Yeah, man, that's that's important, man. Leading through actions, man. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, we are orators by trade, but at the same time, like we got to live everything in these poems. We got to live it. It's up to us to live it. To me, that's our responsibility, you know, as, as artists and, and as men like you're talking about. So. Super important, man. And this is um, and this is kind of just a side note because I was doing some research and I was just going across your videos on YouTube. Is it true that you popped a man's shoulder back into place while he was performing? Was that you <laughs> or my trick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. This cat was uh, uh performing, man. High energy performance, and, and he threw his shoulder. Uh, he threw his shoulder out, and I saw the dimple. Uh, I saw the dimple, and I'm like, oh, man, his shoulder is out of place. So so he kind of leaned towards me, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this may hurt a little bit. Uh, so I grabbed his arm and uh, popped it right back into place, man. It, and he kept performing. He kept performing. I think he finished the whole poem. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was crazy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, yo, so also, um, I also saw an interview where you were talking about success. And you yep. were talking about the difference between uh, a Eurocentric point of view of success or like traditional African-based success. So Brent, talk, about, talk a little bit about that and, and what that means to you. Oh, man, uh, that's a great question, man. Um, uh, I was successful in the Eurocentric world. I'm highly decorated um, by the military. Um, and I was highly decorated in corporate America. But I saw that none of those things provided me any fulfillment, right? Now, because what I was chasing is the Eurocentric point of view as far as success, late meaning, uh, and we say it a lot, like we just chasing the bag, like nothing is more important than a bag. But, Money, hoes, and clothes. Right, right. So that's, that's, that's what it was. But when I started to learn more about myself, I'm like, 
it's not all about the bag for somebody that's African-centered or for somebody that has an African uh, descendancy. So what that means is this. We're relational people, right? So my success comes through me being able to provide an example, do something, and teach it. Right. So it's all about connecting and uh, bringing somebody along the journey. So that's 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 a relational proposition. So I changed my model. And what I learned is this, like when you raise your frequency in that way, when you take yourself out of the center of the universe or you can stay there, but you just have to add others there with you. Right. Then my money issues went away. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was focusing on the relationship and the vibrational frequency that I was putting out into the universe. Now, the money worries go away. And then there's other people around me that can become successful. That's an African centered point of view. It's not all about you and it's not all about the bag. It's about us. Mm, so I subscribe to that idea 100 percent. But let me ask you, I mean, because we are we are in this society and we are in this capitalistic society so does a part of us have to subscribe to that eurocentric point of view to a certain extent well well it's this like it's learning the rules of the game and playing the game versus being played by the game mm. uh, uh, does that does that yeah, make sense yeah yeah but i want you to elaborate on that a little bit so so so, so i engage in mastery right so what that means is this like, if I'm going to play a game, I want to sit down and study the elements of that game. Let me see how you win at this game. So before I make any moves, like, I'm going to sit down and see what the elemental breakdown of this game is, how, how other people are winning, and then how I want to win at it, mm. right? So, so instead of just, just moving through the maze, like, I'm dissecting the maze. So, so when I move, I know exactly where I'm going. I know what corners to bend. I know when to go straight. So I'm playing the game differently. So it's from a different aspect. So so it's not subscribing to the game. What it is, is understanding that it is a game. Mm. And then it's leveraging the game so you can win it. So it's almost like stacking your deck. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, that's important. That's important because a lot of us, a lot of us are in this rat race and we don't even realize, we don't even realize what we're up against. We don't even realize that it is a game. So man, that's so important. That's so important. But um, but yo, man, so you have uh you have something called I let me see, I think it's called I Love TV. Yeah, 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 man. Talk, so that's talk about that and what that's about. Yeah, man, that 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 whole thing, man, is about um just kind of utilizing YouTube, man, for for a different reason. I love TV stands for I love the village. Okay. Right. So so that's what that's all about. Like I put I put videos up there that's going to service the people. Like I believe in uh, serving leadership. Right. So the best leaders I found are the ones that are servers. Right. And, and ones that don't take themselves too seriously. Mm. Right. So I subscribe to that. So so everything that I'm doing with I Love TV is to teach or to put out information or to give the people something that's vital, something that they can use for their own lives. So that's what I love TV is about. I love the village and I'm proving it. And so I see you definitely doing that, but I see on there, you hit on a bunch of different topics from, I thought uh, one of the interesting ones was uh, misogyny. You were talking about that. 
Um, you were talking a lot about mental health, but how do you decide um, what is important to you at that time? Yeah, so it's, um, well, it's not really what's important to me. Like, I canvass the people. So through these conversations and coachings and stuff like that uh, that I have uh, with folks in the community, with my village, with my tribe, like, I take that and I speak directly to that. So the people tell me what they need, uh, what needs to be spoken on, and I'm just obedient to that process, man. Got you. And I know, um, I know you also talk a, talk a lot about uh, holistic living. Uh, break that down a little bit. What's holistic living mean to you? Right. So what, what holistic living is this? Like, we all are living this life. And it's in three elements that we're living this life. We're living spiritually, mentally, and a physical existence, right? So, and it's in that order. See, we've been taught mind, body, soul, but that's out of order, right? So the spirit teaches the mind, the mind directs the body, mm. right? So, so, so from that space, now when you have the proper priority, your movement, your alignment has the right priority. Right. So you clearly focus. Uh, you have a clear and effective mind. Then the mind directs the body from that energy. Spirit originally means breath. So that's a force of nature. That's that that's that life force that we all have within us. So when we understand how to direct uh, ourselves from our uh, elemental breakdown as far as our holistic nature. Right. Which means to be whole then you can understand how to move, when to move, where to move. Mm, that's important. That's important. So, um, so you seem to me to have found, or at least you were able to balance very well, just everything. You know, everything that you do from the art, from your family life. Uh, I'm not sure what your workout routine is, but I mean, you look like you're in shape. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so is there a... Do you have a do you have a game plan for that as far as making sure that you're staying balanced and making sure that your life is holistic, as you would say? Or is yes. it just like you kind of just know the formula at this point? Absolutely. I'm very intentional about it. Uh, I work out every day, uh, affirmations every day. I meditate every day. So basically, I choose how my day goes before my day starts. Mm. Right. So so it's understanding that we have that power. So when I speak about the holistic nature, uh, spirituality is about understanding how you connect it to everything and how everything is connected to you. All right. So uh, that means that once I get up before any phone calls, before any situations outside of my door, like I'm already in a space of peace, like I'm already in a space to where I'm clearly thinking or knowing how I'm going to handle the situation before it arrives. So now. Like when you engage a situation like that, like it can't it can't knock you off your square. So so every day there's my meditation process. I have an affirmational process. Uh, I eat well um, uh, and I work out every day. That's seven days a week. What's your um, what's your diet look like these days? Uh, what's a, uh, what's a typical meal for sincere? Uh, uh, well, I don't eat meat, so I, uh, you know, I got to get my greens. Okay. Uh, my wife is a hell of a cook, so, okay. so uh, you know, she's in here cooking kale and uh, whipping up smoothies and, uh, you know, everything from uh, beans and green beans and 
uh, quinoa. Okay. Uh, you know, we in here eating uh, uh, avocados and squash. And uh, brother, we eat well, man. We okay. We eat the lamb. Uh, we eat live electric foods, man. And uh, 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 that's how I can feel. Uh, that's how I can feel better uh, in my forties than I did in my twenties. Now, bro. Wow. Okay. Okay. And so the working out is seven days a week. Met seven days a week, man. And it's, are, we, are we talking about workout? Are we talking about like weights? Are we talking about cardio? What kind of workouts are we talking? All of it, man. Uh, okay. Like it's a mix, man. I used I used to actually train people uh, when I was in the military, man. So so I had had uh, high physical training scores, man. So 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 all I did was just continue that process, man. After I got out, and, and it's just just understanding how to work out. Right. Like when you're working out seven days a week, like you don't need to do an hour. Um, uh, my workout uh, routines can last anywhere from from 15 for five to 15 minutes. Uh, you know, I rarely go over 20 uh, because it has to have a level of intensity to it. Right. To get the heart rate up and to make sure that uh, uh, that I'm servicing my body properly. Absolutely. And that's a part of the holistic process. So it's understanding how to work out and not doing it like everybody else does. Okay. Okay. So, um, so let me ask you this, what role does poetry play nowadays? Is it still, is it still a writing to, to get out your thoughts and get out your feelings or is it more writing for, for the people nowadays? Yeah, man, it's all of it. Uh, it's all inclusive. Like I write for myself. I write for my people. I write for my ancestors. I write for love. Like I write for purpose. Right. So now now it's uh, it includes me, but it's bigger than me. Okay. So so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's elevated and it's taking on a life of its own. Um, and it's about, um, uh, you know, it's about servicing the people. And that's one of the ways that I service the people now. OK, got you. And so, OK, so let's say this. If there's one if there's one message that you want to get across in all your work through through your poetry through the events that you put on, your speeches, everything. If there's one message that you want people to get from all that, what would you want that message to be? Uh, it's simple, brother. Uh, it's about love, man. And, and um, I created love as an acronym, living on valuable energy. And uh, what that means is um, to have a knowledge of self so you understand what to love. And then you reflect that love. So you're able to connect with people um, that are your kind. And when I say that are your kind, people that are connected to the energy that you find out that mm -hmm. animates you, right? Got you. So, so, so it's more so an energy than anything else. So it's making sure that you're purposeful uh, inside of that space, man. So, so it's all for love, man. It's for the love of my people. It's for the love of art. Like it's for the love of connection, it's for the love of purpose. So, so if I was to leave here tomorrow, uh, folks are going to understand that that I wanted to epitomize the highest vibration, which is L O V E, man. And speaking of love, thirty love laws. Talk a little bit about that. Ah, uh, man. Um, Man, it turned out to be a book, man, and I didn't know that it was going to be a book, man. I uh, got married and divorced early. Mm -hmm. So, so what did uh, it start out as? Did you already have that idea in your mind? 
No, man, after I got divorced, man, I said, you know what? I need to find out what this love thing is, man, because I never seen a long-lasting relationship that I would want to replicate, mm -hmm. right? So, so I said, you know what? I'm not doing this shit again until I find out how people get it right. Uh, so, so it took me about 15 years, man. So it wow. took me 15 years. I had to sit down with spiritual leaders and um, psychotherapists and people that have been in long-lasting relationships the eldest couple for 60 years, I had a chance to sit at their feet and learn, man. And me and my wife, man, now we live out those principles, man. We coach people. We sit down with people. We do uh, couples nights and um, I do workshops. I do an event that's coming up next Saturday called Why Should I Get Married? So now it's about putting that information out, man. And that's uh, uh, the 30 Love Laws started out as a process to get myself in line mm. uh, 19 years ago, brother. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Man, sincere. I appreciate everything you do, what you're doing for not only the poetry community, but just the community as a whole. It's very, uh, it's very inspiring. It's very much needed. So, um, so one of the things that like this platform is for is to give poets their flowers right here. So I want to let you know, man, everything you're doing is, it's much needed, man. And if you ever feel like, you know, is it's in vain or you don't know, like, Brother, people are paying attention. I, for one, am paying attention. And I appreciate that. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, coming to your events and um, and continue building with you, man. So, uh, Sincere, uh, anything else you got going on or any final words for the people, if you will? Yeah, folks, just make sure that y'all uh, tap in. I'm here for the people. Um, I'm a vessel. I got a charge and a responsibility from my ancestors, and that's to make sure that I leave our people in a better space um then we're currently in all right so make sure y'all tap in sincere sincere on uh ig facebook that's s-i-n-s-e-a-r-s-i-n-c-e-r-e -E -E for the upcoming events i got one this saturday we're doing a mental health zoom and that's where uh we bring on a psychotherapist to service the community so if you've never tapped into uh to mental health or counseling, or you want to see what it looks like, or ask questions, or just observe, or you can do that. Uh, we got on a licensed uh, professional, and I'm there to cover the holistic side of things. All right, so y'all just tap in. There's a lot going on, man. Like too much to speak about. So, uh, so, so, uh, hey, my sis is trying to get me to do another poem. Sis, he about to shut it down, sis. <laughs> hey, man, if it, if it's in your heart, man, you can you can keep on if it's in your heart. Uh, Oh, man. So, uh, I, 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 like the sister, um, uh, my sister uh, Isna, um, she wants me to do uh, a piece that I did uh, for a congregation here recently, and it's called Celebration. All right. So this one is for my ancestors. Uh, my brother is one of them. Uh, and for anybody that you're connected to, this piece is for you and for them. All right. So this joint is called Celebration. We'll close it out this way. We are here to celebrate, to celebrate this life and the miracle that it represents each body, each mind divinely sent. But somewhere along the lines, we forget. We forget that we are all made in a likeness. So to all that can hear, listen to this, never forget to celebrate. I mean, celebrate life and love, celebrate each other. Celebrate as if my mother was your mother, the symbol of strength, one of the reasons why I love her. We are here, 
all created by a creator to love one another, but somehow, sometimes we despise of, we hate on, and we judge one another. However, let us never forget that we are all linked through spirit, so it's okay to see that next man or woman as a kin. I am reminded of a time when all I can recollect is joy. Celebrating this life is all I can remember, and happiness is gainfully employed, but somewhere along the way, we get caught up in this life, we lose the joy, and all the happiness goes away. I say, but somewhere along the way, we get caught up in this life, we lose the joy, and all the happiness goes away. But I also say, for your sake, don't let that be your fate. You see, regardless of how you see this life, we shall all leave here one day. So I am here to celebrate, to celebrate this life and the miracle that it represents, each body, each mind divinely sent, but somewhere along the lines, we forget. We forget to celebrate. So let us not forget to celebrate. And the final question, it goes this way. Is the life you live worthy of that celebration? All right, thank y'all, man. That's the short version. I don't want to keep you too long, man, but that celebration good, man. right there, bro. Sincere, sincere. I appreciate you, brother. Looking forward to continue to build with you, bro. All right, peace, love, and sin, family. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. We see you. Appreciate it, appreciate it.